And welcome back to Livingston Parish News Weekly Show, a podcast brought to you by the Livingston Parish News. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. And on this very cold Monday morning, uh, I am joined by this gentleman here. We're going to be talking about the one cent sales tax proposal that is on the ballot uh, for this Saturday. Early voting just ended the Saturday before. So good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I Like I told you when you came in the door, I am cold. Yes. <laughs> it, it's, it's not supposed to be this cold. Uh, but if you introduce yourself, please. Uh, Jason St. Pierre, uh, principal at Walker High School. I've uh, been there for 15 years, and I just want to thank uh, the citizens of Walker. It's a pleasure to be the principal. I love what I do, and the board members trust me, and uh, uh, just an honor to be the principal at Walker High School. And so today, uh, and obviously, well, before we get into all that, um, you know, you have been there, as you said, for uh, well over a decade, and a lot of expansion done under your watch. Uh, I know that back, uh, I think it was 2013, 2014, uh, you were door to door correct, looking for an extra millage. You got it. And of mm -hmm. course that, that especially the high school campus mm -hmm. has expanded rapidly under your watch. Uh, so now we're talking about a one cent sales tax proposal dedicated to um, expanding salaries mm -hmm. uh, for teachers in the parish. So let's start off 32,000 feet. What are your feelings uh, about this proposal that's on the ballot? Again, that'll be this Saturday. Well, you know, just to back up a little further, you know, when I started at Walker High School, we had a thousand kids. So in 15 years, we've more than doubled. So now we have 2,100 kids. So people are coming here. So my thoughts are, uh, you know, Livingston Parish is a bedroom community. People work outside the parish. They come here. The driving force is our school system. That's why people come here and it drives our economy. It's the number one employer in the parish. Walmart's number two. And our number one industry in Livingston Parish is logging. I don't know if you knew that or not, but we are uh, a great school system. We've been that way for a long time. Uh, I've been in the school system for 23 years. Uh, I'm not from Livingston. I was from Lutcher originally, uh, but I've moved here. And uh, I have obviously, I put my uh, roots here, and, and I want to stay here, but that's what we are. So my feeling is we have to um, compensate our teachers because we, uh, when I first got here, we were in the top five. Right. So if you go back to, uh, and we keep a picture of this up front mm -hmm. in the lobby, uh, it was roughly 92, 93 uh, when certain moves were made at the mm -hmm. school board to increase teacher salaries, and it put them at number one in the area, or at least surpassed mm -hmm. East Baton Rouge. I mean, that was a coup back then. And they kind of rode the wave uh, for several decades. Uh, but now we have fallen back to, I believe it is last place mm -hmm. in the nine parish area around Correct. the capital region. Uh, so <clears throat> as a principal uh, at a local high school, um, obviously you interact with teachers every day. Uh, so as, as taking that interaction, taking these people that work for you, obviously mm -hmm. to educate these kids, um, let's, let's talk about the tax. What are your feelings on it? Well, I, I think it's necessary to keep up with the uh, trend of, you know, teachers, uh, people are not going into education. So it's even a tighter recruiting um, uh, field to get a, a certified teacher that went through a traditional setting like we always used to get. Uh, back when I first became principal, we had job fairs where there were 15 positions and 250 people. So my thought is, you know, how do you recruit them? Paying is one. And, you know, you look at recruiting. Uh, in 2009, Raising Canes went to Dallas to get better 
employees and they had to raise their salaries. So how do you get better people, keep the quality of education? Uh, you have to pay them and we're a ninth and that's just a fact. Uh, uh, we have to be able to get our, our teachers and we recruit uh, teachers, but it's hard to get a teacher to take a $10,000 pay cut to come into a school where the discipline is good, the education is good. It's hard for a teacher to do that when they're in another parish. Sure. And, and I will say this, it's hard in my backyard, right on Florida Boulevard, the Ascension Parish is recruiting teachers with billboards right, uh, less than a half a mile from the school with a $10,000 raise. Sure. So they're they're sneaking in Correct. And, and trying to pull teachers out. Uh, of course, Ascension, uh, I believe, being number number one or number two in the uh, nine parish area in Baton Rouge. So uh, an interesting sort of comment that you brought up was that there used to be way more teachers uh, than there were <clears throat> uh, positions available. Uh, obviously, that has flipped. How has that uh, affected y'all on a sort of I don't want to call it a granular level, but sort of a day-to-day -day level at Walker. Well, you know, the teaching profession, you know, uh, and by the way, I want to say this. Thank you to all the teachers and the support staff, the bus drivers, the cafeterias, all our employees in Livingston Parish, but also the teachers. Uh, you know, it was a good living. People can come in and do those. But the, I think the uh, we have unfunded mandates from the from the state. And there's a lot on a teacher. You know, your salary and your bonuses that you get are based off of 16-year-olds, or if you're in an elementary, off of a fourth grader. And if you don't perform and you, you have no control, so teaching, people used to get into teaching, and it's a calling, and I think our teachers, it's still a calling for our teachers. And they were going above and beyond. So I think uh, recruiting teachers is very difficult because, number one, they're not there. My son-in-law graduated from Southeastern uh, in December. And I counted the students in College of Education. It was 52. And so... It used to be a lot more. And it used to be a lot more because I think teaching is tough. Sure. And we have... Uh, we've done interviews with Representative Buddy Mincy, who mm -hmm. used to be a school board member. Uh, very focused on what you called mm -hmm. the unfunded mandates. There are a lot of them. There are a lot of requirements on teachers. A whole lot of requirements and not a whole lot of change, at least here in Livingston Parish, mm -hmm. to the pay. So, you know, want to ask about you talk about unfunded mandates right these the and for those who are uh, unaware of what that means at home it means that somebody either federally or at the state has mandated that you have to do these things sometimes it's uh training and time sometimes you have to fork over dollars for it uh but they call them unfunded mandates because there was no mechanism to fund them before this rule came down and you know, uh, Representative Buddy Mincy is very focused on mm -hmm. that. Obviously, you are too. But one of the things that that is important in regard to is the budget. And most of the school board's budget, when I say most, you were discussing earlier, it's 90, 91%, somewhere in there, mm -hmm. is automatically locked up. And there's only about 10% to play with. So tell us a little bit about those raw numbers. So the school board budget is roughly $249 million. 90% of that is spent on salary and budget, uh, salary and benefits. So it leaves you with 10%, roughly $25 million. And, and I'm not a politician. I'm a principal of a school. But, you know, I, I browse through different things on, on Facebook and different things like that. And people say, well, you can trim the fat because we already have the money. Uh, being here, being a principal for as long as I have, I've heard there's always been this notion that there's this pot of money at the school board that the, each superintendent is holding back. And I, I just don't see it. There's 10%, 25 million. You can't trim that much fat to, 
to have a raise that takes 22 million to give all of our employees a raise. That leaves you with $3 million to operate the school system and it's just not feasible uh, for that. So I think it's uh, imperative for us to realize that we're not, uh, the school board doesn't have this fictitious dollar amount that they're hiding away. They have to have reserves, that's mandated. And I wish people could see the mandates that's put on by the budget uh, for school systems. Uh, but if, you know, Walker High, you mentioned in 2013, we passed a, a millage for our school. At the time, we spent $32 million. Now, I spoke to an architect, that school, our school at Walker High would cost 60. But if our school flooded, just one school, we have 48 schools in the Paris, if one school flooded to replace Walker High School, it cost $60 million. And people don't realize FEMA reimbursed you. You have to have the money up front to pay. So this, I hear the things on Facebook and I hear people talking and dialoguing and I, I, I don't comment, maybe I should, but I want to say, you know, there's things out there that's put in place and, and they're there for a reason. There's no pot of money we're holding on to so people can't get raises. And I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, FEMA has switched to be more into the uh, reimbursement business. Mm -hmm. They do not cover your expenses up front. And we've done a lot to try to explain that mm -hmm. to people. That's why um, the sheriff has a reserve pot of money, city of Denham, the parish itself. Y'all, you have to be able to respond to these emergencies immediately. Then you get reimbursed by FEMA. So that was a good mm -hmm. point to bring up. And one other thing I'd like to bring up is, you know, people... Uh, I work with, obviously work with the school board, the superintendent and the supervisors, and people will say, well, this, the district at the central office is top heavy. Well, I have at nine high schools, I have one supervisor, one, and then I have a CT director and another assistant on them. There's three people at the school board running the central office in high schools. There's one supervisor for our middle schools, and there's three supervisors for elementaries. So at some point, people I hear people say all these jobs at the school board, and I'm like, and I'm an administrator, so people saying, well, should I get the raise? And and you know I spend so much time away from my families, but I and Walker has so many programs, takes a lot of time and energy to do that, and I love doing it. I'm not complaining about it, but to have just to have the the the, the manpower. For example, we have a accountability supervisor, Kelly Above. She's one person, runs the whole accountability system for Livingston Parish, 27,000 students. We just did pre-ACT for ninth and 10th graders, and ACT, she does a leap. East Baton Rouge Parish has eight of her. She's one by herself. So when people say we are, let's trim the fat. Well, how much fat do we have to trim? Let, there's too many people top-heavy getting at the school board. Who are we going to cut? Because we're at a limited basis. And the last thing I'll say about that is this. Through the superintendents in the past, uh, and this is true. Uh, the motto was that Livingston Parish, we do more with less. Sure. And, and, and I want to hammer that to we we have always done more with less and happily done. And we're not complaining. And I, I want the, the viewers out there. I'm not complaining and no one has ever complained about it. It's just who we are and what we do. Sure. Sure. And I mean, a motto is a motto, right? And I'll say that about our teachers and, and all of our employees, our custodians, our lunchroom ladies, our teachers. But our teachers in the classroom today, I call them, they're in the hole. They, they, don't, they're not, they're, they don't have time to turn on their TVs or radios or anything like that to, or on the internet and start listening to podcasts. They're in their teachers grinding every day to do that. And my daughter's a teacher. Sunday afternoon, she's doing lesson plans. It, it sure. never stops. So the workload for a teacher is, is, uh, is, is a lot. Sure. And of course it is. And I mean, a lot of teachers are having to teach multiple mm -hmm. classes, you know, which is not out of the ordinary, but it keeps them busy. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, as we wrap up sort of this budget conversation, mm -hmm. uh, and I want to move more to the sort of sure. the teacher viewpoint, which is where you were going. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I did want to ask you uh, sort of specifically a as a bridge into the teacher part, if you felt like uh, Walker High was at, I guess you could say flush with teachers, like you mm -hmm. were at that point where you were like, we have enough teachers. Where are you now? And how far does that have to go? Well, right now we we're fully staffed. However, uh, we have uh, nine teachers that are uncertified, and they're okay. in the process of getting certified. Uh, like I said before, the pool of teachers that are going to a traditional southeastern uh, teacher certification program uh, they're 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 a diamond in the rough. They're 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 not there, and they sure. don't they don't come. Most of them would go elementary. I think out of the fifty two that I saw this past graduation class in Southeast and two were high school. Uh, I talked to uh, one of my supervisors. They went to a job fair and uh, there were three high school uh, people there in a traditional program at a, at a four-year university. Uh, the, the, the state has done some things. They dropped the ACT score uh, uh, this semester to try to get teachers to come into. And, and I want to say that it's teachers. Teachers teach everybody. They teach doctors, lawyers, plant workers, uh, everybody. And it's a noble profession, and I think people get into it because they're all called, and they want to do the best thing. And our teachers are so uh, so strong and so so uh, willing to uh, do what they need to do and, and work hard. So, but I, we are in a process of getting those teachers certified through I Teach, and uh, we are training them, and we are uh, putting them through uh, trainings at our school and through the district to get those up to speed to where we can have qualified, certified, and te teachers on our campuses. Sure, and I, I do want to clarify that it, you are not the only school having to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have heard from Superintendent Joe Murphy that there is a, a, a very large amount of uncertified mm -hmm. teachers currently. They're working to get them certified, as you said, mm -hmm. uh, but it's just so hard to find these, these folks in, uh, to come into this profession and to come into it here in Livingston Parish where the pay is, uh, has become uh, the lowest in the capital region. So let's talk about that from a teacher standpoint. You've already mentioned that you have a, a billboard not very far from your home campus. Uh, what what kind of conversations do you have with your teachers when things like this come up? Well, you know, I think culture is big, and that's what I strike. Because if you uh, if you have a great culture at your school, people want to stay. Uh, but I will tell you, we we've had conversations. It's uh, it's difficult, especially with. Uh, the rhetoric you hear on both sides of, uh, on when you get on Facebook is disheartening with teachers they driving home. And uh, this is the first time that I can remember in the parish where uh, the, 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 the negativity toward the teaching profession. So people see that. Why should I do that? And then when you have uh, people outspoken against teachers and they take it as being against the teacher. So uh, I think teachers feel uh, unappreciated when somebody comes in and says, y'all don't deserve it. And then you hear all the other stuff. And, and again, I'm not a politician and I don't, uh, I'm just a principal, but however, I, I do speak to my teachers, uh, and do that. And they are, uh, supportive of what the superintendent is trying to do because it directly affects them. And to have a, a, a living wage in the parish, which drives our economic engine it is the engine that drives our, our parish. And so the teachers, um, do speak about it and they do talk about it. We've talked about it the other day. And I'd like to say something. I, I read something on, on uh, rants and raves about, um, about you know, the superintendent uh, mandating that principals and teachers call home and do all these different things. 
Not one time has any supervisor or superintendent, Mr. Murphy, come to our school, mandated anything to do for, for us. Um, it, it's just voluntary what the teachers want to do because they, they feel it's that important. And nobody's coerced us, mandated us to do anything. Uh, and, and I think teachers support the tax, obviously, because they get, benef they get benefits from it and pay. Sure. And of course, you know, there's there are other things with regard to teacher expenses that continue to go up. Uh, every government, well, business and governmental entities are dealing with retirement and insurance, mm -hmm. which continue the cost of which continues to increase. Uh, so that's been difficult on individuals as well. When you're talking about keeping uh, or bringing in new teachers, keeping teachers here, that kind of thing. When you talked about culture at your high school, what about community? You know, you're talking about uh, some of these teachers who are leaving the parish who might have grown up here. You're talking about uh, teachers going ahead and retiring because it just it, things can't keep up. Um, and so, you know, uh, the face of the community is sort of changing. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, every every community, you just go to you take people don't like to do this, but you talk about sports. You know, when when uh, Walker Denham, Live Oak, Dahl, Holden. Springfield, when their teams make the playoffs and do different things, it brings a sense of community. And I think when you have to reproduce your students, or when you have your students at your school and they go off to college and come back and want to be teachers, what's, that's the greatest testimony you can have as a school, to have a, a student who came through your school and now they're back at your school teaching school and, and just reproducing the culture in, in the next generation. So I think that is uh, vitally important. The people at Walker, uh, they love the school. They're supportive of us. Uh, they love what we're doing at the school with the programs and different things that we're doing and providing opportunity. That's our motto. It's where opportunity today means success tomorrow. So I think what we're doing at Walker and in the parish for that matter, because the principals, obviously I know every, every principal in the parish, all 48 of them, and they work extremely hard to, to provide that culture in their campus because they want uh, you know, in Marpaw is just as important, the culture there is just as important as at Walker or Holden or wherever it is. And I think that's important. And the schools drive that in each community in the parish. So it's very important when students in our parish, in our community, come back and they want to teach in our parish and, our, and specifically come back to our schools. And it's a great thing. And I'm fixing to hire one student for next year, just in particular doing that, coming back to Walker because they want to teach at Walker High School. Well, very. That's a cool story, mm -hmm. and and congratulations to that mm -hmm. uh, former student. Yes, uh, for uh, coming into the teaching profession. Mm -hmm. So, you've brought up a lot of things that that people read on Facebook or things that people say mm -hmm. on Facebook, and of course, Facebook becoming one of these interesting places, uh, the, the, sort of a den of discourse, if you will, uh, if you can call it. It's that. It's the new barbershop. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that. Mm -hmm. That that's pretty good. Um. When you have these people coming to you saying that we, we already pay enough at the register, we already pay enough extra when we buy a vehicle, that sort of thing, um, what, is, what do you say to them as sort of a counter-argument to that in terms of why this is important? Well, you know, being here, I have to pay the same thing, you know, and the economic engine to our parish, uh, there's only two ways to do it. It's either property taxes and people don't want to do that because they feel that the property tax is already high enough. And the only other thing, how, how does a government entity, any government entity, because they said we're, we're, we're voting for our own raise. Well, our whole check is coming from taxes. Mm -hmm. And so at some point, and I understand how people distrust government. I understand that. 
but in, and you know, Mr. Murphy and the previous superintendents, we're not politicians. We want to run a school system, and we're given uh, again. You go back to the money. I think we've done very well with the money that we've done because ninety percent of it's spent. You got ten percent of it, and so you know, I've heard stuff. I I I think a. Uh, you go back to the parish council. Maybe they need to do a, a resident impact fee on every lot that's sold because it goes back to I, I've doubled in size in 15 years. So the next 15 years, what does that look like? And sure. I know that's a whole other topic about, the, about limiting subdivisions in the parish, but as long people are coming here for the schools. Right. And, and, and that's why people are building houses and that's why they're building subdivisions is because they can have a, a school. Uh, I met with LEDC. You know, they're coming here bringing business in. What's the number one thing they use to bring business in Livingston Parish? The schools. Your, you can send your kids to school. You can send your kids to school and have a good, safe education. And so I understand how people, you know, when you go back and go buy a car and you have to pay. But the other counter argument is that you'd have to spend so much money. I don't have the figures. Like you'd have to spend $300,000 to, uh, to, to exceed the raise, if you will. And I'm not sure about all the exact dollar figures with that because I hear people talking about it. But, you know, I'm cognizant of taxes. I, I'm not. I, I wish uh, we didn't do that. You know, state government, you get aggravated at state government because the, the lottery was supposed to go to education. Well, how much is that? And then I hear people complaining, well, paying taxes enough for our roads are bad. You know, we're the school system. We want to educate our kids. At, and I, we don't control the roads. But I think for us, you know, I understand it. But until we invest in our community and and we're going to continue to lose teachers and they're going to go other places. And then when your education system goes down, that's the the, the attraction of people to come here. I don't want that to diminish. Sure. Sure. Anything you'd like to uh, say to wrap this up? Well, I just I just you know, I know it's contentious and I know there's there's different points on every side. And and uh, and, and I know people on both sides, obviously. Uh, but I want to say that our teachers work hard, and if there was another solution to trim fat or to do some other kind of way that's not burdensome to the taxpayer, we certainly would have done it. Uh, and I know I know people are cognizant of that as well. So I just want to say, you know, if we could support our teachers and let's continue to have a great educational system in Livingston Parish and lead the way. And Walker High, we want to do that and continue to do that in every school in our parish. And we want to give to our, our, our employees what they deserve and a meaningful wage where they can have a living wage, where they can uh, earn a living and live comfortably in our parish. Well, thank you, sir. We appreciate you taking the time. If you'll reintroduce yourself as we head out. Uh, Jason St. Pierre, principal at Walker High School. And my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys out there for watching. This is the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show. Please remember the news is on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. We are once a week in print on Thursdays at $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. One last time, we appreciate you joining us. However you feel, please go out and vote this Saturday. And, of course, if you're in District 5, there's also a uh, parish council race in that mm -hmm. district as well. We hope you have a great week. Stay warm, and we'll see you next time.